Right, we've got some breaking news. I don't know if there's a breaking news klaxon or something I can use, but I'll have a look. Um, so look, we recorded this episode a couple of days ago, and uh, as is per usual, stuff changes. So here we go. Um, so as of this episode going out live, the we talked about the mask mandate later in the episode, but character meet and greets are now back to normal. You can go and have your pictures taken with characters, no more. Well, there might still be some selfie spots, but you can actually have a proper meet and greet again with characters. So very, very exciting. Um, also, something we didn't touch on, which we should have done, is that Waltz is uh, back open as well. So you can book reservations for that as of April. Um, and speaking of, I think the 6th of April is the first date you can go to Waltz. Uh, but speaking of April as well, from the beginning of April, character dining will also be back to regular schedules as well. So exciting stuff. Um, not exciting enough to record a whole episode about, but certainly worth noting. So uh, because we're not going to record another episode for at least another few weeks, we thought we'd just stick this in uh, now. Um, but also, uh, another thing is make sure you subscribe to this feed. And the reason for that is, number one, our, our recording schedule is a little bit erratic. We have always tried to do about the middle of the month, and that sometimes goes uh, awry. But as we discuss on this episode, it's coming up to the 30th anniversary, and we are planning some special shows on the run-up to that event. So... Um, we will not be doing our usual schedule. There will be some uh, additional episodes. So to not miss out on those, subscribe today. Remember, it's free to subscribe. Um, and if you want to support us, uh, if you go to our Patreon page, uh, with the link is in the podcast episode, you will get those episodes early as well. Um, but if not, you know, if you subscribe, as soon as those episodes are recorded and out, you will have them first. So there you go. Um, that's it from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yay! This episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast features Craig, and that means there will be swearing. So, prior warning, it will get rude. Enjoy. Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2022 of That Disneyland Paris podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And um, yeah, it's just just me. No Nick at the moment. Um, he might be joining us shortly. Um, we're not sure. He's um, possibly recording with the, the ever-missing Mr. Talented Ripley um, that randomly appeared on another one of our shows yesterday when we weren't expecting him. But I am not alone. I am joined by the godfather of the UK Disney podcasting scene, uh, my pal <laughs> and yours, Mr. Craig Lucas. I thought you were going to say Adam Good. Good then. 
<laughs> uh, he's been away a little bit too long for that. He's kind of uh, been... Do you think he's been in prison? <laughs> possibly. Possibly. You just never know. Embezzling mouse meets money. Yeah. But Craig isn't here just because he feels like it. Craig is here because he has just returned from Disneyland Paris. Uh, something that me and Nick haven't done. We haven't been since um, for about three years. Um, so we, we've been trying to arrange this. You came back last week, didn't you, Craig? And we've been just trying to work out when we can fit it in. And we're all just really busy this week. And it just so yeah. happened that tonight was the only day like two of us were free. Um, yeah. So we've decided to do it today without Nick. Nick may join us um, at some point during the conversation, but he's not here for now. So I am going to lead the show uh, once in a blue moon that happens. Um, but yeah, we've got Craig on to talk about his trip last week. So really, I just I wanted to dive into the, the first bit. Obviously, we had Sinead on on our last show with her trip from, from Ireland to yeah. Disneyland Paris, which was a little bit different because their rules were a little bit more relaxed because they're part of the EU and things like that. Ours obviously haven't been until recently. And I know that caused an absolute nightmare for you and your planning. Uh, because things were changing every 24 hours while you were trying to work out what you were doing. So tell me a little bit about what went into the trip beforehand, the, the planning side of things for you. Well, I mean, first of all, we because of my staff travel, I was going down on um, our trains, Avanti, and then staying in a hotel, which was all fine, two rooms, travel lodge, worst travel lodge in the world, but... Um, it was cheap and cheerful. And then we were on Eurostar and we were on the Disneyland Paris Direct uh, Eurostar. I think we booked it, I want to say, September. And then they cancelled it in December. They said, we're not running them anymore. Didn't tell anyone. Um, I think Carla just, uh, Cough and Karen, uh, Carla just went on a Eurostar app and we'd, we'd got all our seats together in standard on tables so that we could have some Prosecco and some nice breakfast, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, And we were on like a totally different train, like an 11 o'clock in the morning or something to Gardenau. So I went and checked mine and I was going to Gardenau and all the seat reservations were up in the air. Cut a long story short, we ended up on the 7.51 and we got our seats all together again sitting on the app choreographed the two of us and then I was travelling back from Hollywood in a taxi um, literally two weeks ago and um, they'd cancelled that train they hadn't cancelled it they moved it to 8 or 1 in the morning so we lost all our seat reservations again oh Jesus Eurostar are an absolute pain when it comes to things like that um, just a, a, an absolute nightmare because then at other times they'll shorten trains because they haven't got as much pa- as many passengers as they thought they were going to have, and they move you then as well, and that's an absolute nightmare. So you pick like a a quiet carriage or one that was near the food place, and then you're at the other end of the train when they do things. Like that. And so I I totally agree that it's it's so difficult to tell what they're they're doing at Eurostar, but obviously it wasn't just the the trains and stuff that you had the issues with. It was the changing of the rules on a pretty much daily oh, basis. The COVID stuff. I mean, us, me and Kerry, we fully vaccinated. 
we're not going to get into politics, but fully vaccinated. We've had the COVID. We've got all our, you know, QR codes and everything. We were straightforward. Eve, she's had two vaccines. She was straightforward. But Grace, 13 years old, in this little little void um, where at one point, like four weeks before we were going, she couldn't generate a QR code because she'd had COVID and she'd had one vaccine. Um, so she did qualify for the NHS QR code. And without the NHS QR code, you couldn't scan into the French COVID app. And it was just phone calls to Disney, uh, going down to Eurostar because of work down there, different on three some points on Eurostar website three different versions of what qualified her as as vaccinated um and as it turned out the, you know we had, we paid for a 15 pounds uh, lateral flow which was absolute bullshit you go on this private company they send it out to you anyone in the family can do it but allegedly it's grace um you get a pat you, you you take a photograph of it send it to them within 30 seconds you get an automated email with the qr code back saying yeah yeah that's our doctor in the in the lab has checked it and you're fine unbelievable so um then like you say the rules are changing on a daily basis and it ended up that because she had covid less than four months ago that of the nhs app updated and 12 year olds 13 year olds could generate qr codes at that point um and she was able to generate a QR code. We scanned it. The, the, code, the French COVID app was changing on a daily basis, update after update. And the last update they did, which was the best one, is when you put a QR code in and it worked and they accepted it, you got confetti. So we were like, oh, she's got confetti. <laughs> um, so, but then fast forward into the morning of the Eurostar, we're going through, as you know, you scan your tickets in. You go through UK passport, you go straight to French passport, somewhere around in the middle, you scan your bags. But we went to French passport and he literally went, um, QR codes, COVID, QR codes. And we got them out. I got mine out and he didn't even look at it. He didn't scan it. He didn't do anything. We just walked through. <laughs> and all that stress the relief yeah. to get through was was unbelievable um and then the train journey gardener was very very straightforward we'd used um sam for god and uh, we spoke to you i think you've done a, a, a bit of a on an episode didn't you where you talk yeah we you did yeah because that's that's nick's route because i don't normally go that route but they obviously haven't been offering the other route i normally yeah. go through leo but i know they've not been offering that um with these cancelled direct trains they've only been offering good and odd so yeah we did we went through it i think maybe october time i think we we went through next route um and obviously it's it helped you a little bit because as you say you found it fairly easy yeah it's stressful when there's 10 of you five suitcases uh two toddlers a five-year-old um and a pram yeah. <laughs> but you know, like getting off, um, going all through the city. Oh, you, we went to, so you had to take um, 
And again, this will all be changing soon because the train's coming back. You had to take evidence that you had a um, Disneyland Paris train ticket to Eurostar. Again, he wasn't interested. He looked at it, my one. I said, I've got all 10 tickets here, mate. And he went, yeah, it's all right, I believe you. How many tickets do you need? Yes, 10 of you. All right, you need 20 tickets. And he gave us 20 of them little stubby tickets for the underground in Paris. Yeah. And they were, they were just valid. So we didn't have to do any buying of tickets or anything like that. Um, that was good. So we did the transfer. We got into, we got off the train. And I mean, it's just a joy, isn't it? When you, you know, it was just yeah. a joy. Yeah, and it's, it's a strange, it's strange feeling coming out of that train station at Marla Valley because yeah. it's so nondescript when you yeah. come out. But then, literally, as soon as you turn right and you can see the world of Disney is literally right in front of you. Um, it's it's a really strange feeling. Um, one that I it still hits me when I come out, and I've been an annual pass holder four times over the last what five years, yeah. and it it still hits you. It's it's very strange, um, especially when obviously if you go to the ones in the states, it kind of takes you a while to get anywhere near the parks. Yeah. Whereas you come yeah. out of this one, and it's literally there. Oh, right um, there, yeah. And it's, that's that's one of the major plus points of Disneyland Paris is that everything is so close. Uh, and talking of, of being close, uh, as you said, there was 10 of you. Um, let's talk about your accommodation. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we had, that was the first time we had to show off French uh, COVID pass was to get onto Disney property. And they scanned it, they actually scanned it. And then we went through the airport checks like you do with the bags. That I mean, that was a funny thing. We had five full-size suitcases and they insisted that we put the suitcases in the plastic tra- um, trays. They were, angry. they were on top of the plastic trays. It was hilarious. Oh, the accommodation, yeah, go on. Yeah, so as you said, there's 10 of you. You're a big party. Um, what, what did you, what sort of, research did you do to kind of pick where you were going to go as this big party and and did it really cause you to change anything in your plans i suppose it was, there's not really a lot you can change because dlp doesn't really cater for bigger groups they never have done which is no. ridiculous so i mean basically the party was a family of four and a family of six two separate bookings they were having two rooms because they need them and we were having one room because we could get away with that ideally we'd have two rooms because the girls want their own beds but they shared a, a double bed um and our mind was made up basically for us i think we booked it in july maybe june last year i can't quite remember but um the art of disney it's sorry the art of marvel um hotel had just opened up to a fanfare at some point and when we went on and had a look at the prices it was coming in cheaper than Cheyenne and Santa Fe and you know you you couldn't not book it you had to book it I think we paid £1,200 for the five days four nights um, which is which is amazing because 
I had it booked. I was meant to be going this month, um, which we cancelled in the end because it was only for one night and I wasn't going through all the testing rigmarole uh, at the time. Yeah. And I just was like, let's just cancel it. And I was meant to be staying there. And it was about £700 for one night and tickets yeah. for two people. So to get a bargain like that for as long as you were there, that's superb. Yeah, uh, we couldn't believe it. You know, it was one of them situations where we booked it here in our house, and then I ran down to Carla's. She lives about fifty meters away. Ran down to Carla's and got straight on the computer because it was like, is this a loophole? Is this a glitch? You know, you hear these stories of stuff getting cancelled. Oops, sorry, we've made a mistake. Um, that's no longer valid. Um, but, but we got it. We got the prices. I mean, Ayers was, I want to say Ayers was about 2-4 because she was having two rooms and six park tickets. It was something like that off the top of my head. Um, coincidentally, we've already booked to go back next year, which um, to stay, there's only three of us going. February half term, uh, the Art of Marvel is £2,500 in February next year for three people. Yeah. Um, so we're going to Sequoia Lodge, but that is costing. That was the cheapest. No, it wasn't the cheapest. We just had to go to Sequoia Lodge because all you guys rave, rave about it. Fourteen hundred quid for three of us. So yeah, which still isn't bad for for Sequoia, and it has gone through a refurb while they were shot. Um, so okay. there should be uh, it should be a little bit better than it was. Uh, and I don't get me wrong, I I love Sequoia and would happily stay there every time. And certainly at that time of the year, it will be superb. Oh, um, I can't wait. I've already, I've, like I say, I've watched Sanford God. She went in December last year. Um, yeah. And we were initially watching the video thinking, oh, what have we done? But it's got a charm. It's yeah. definitely, there's something about it. So looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. So, yeah, as you say, you booked the, the Art of Marvel. And I, I'm assuming you headed straight there when you arrived with your... Uh, Suitcases and everything. Yeah, so we're wheeling through um, downtown Disney or Disney Village, and um, like Carl, we we told Carla we'd we'd said to her we'd warned her, look, this isn't Magic Kingdom, this isn't Disney Springs. Just lower your expectations. It's its own thing, and she was like, oh, oh, I don't think, oh. And we were fine with it because we knew it. This is our third yeah. visit. We've only been there three times, but we knew what to expect. I was buzzing. I was having a genuine um, waves of emotion just coming up through me. And I was having to fight to stop myself from just bursting into tears because it is only Disneyland Paris, which sounds ridiculous now. I, and it is only their Disney Village. But it was so amazing to be there, just to yeah. be there. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get there. I've got an annual pass. I'm going to get back at some point in the next few months, um, and I can't. I literally can't wait. Especially having spoken to you in in the last week and seeing everything that you've posted on our our Twitter account. Uh, I can't wait to get back. So. Let's talk the art of Marvel because obviously it is very, very new. Yeah. Um, in terms of the inside, that obviously the building's been there 
for a long time. It's been there for 30 years. Um, but in terms of what they've done, um, some of the stuff that I saw that you posted, some of the photo opportunities just look superb. And I haven't dived into it as much as I probably should have done. Um, but talk to me about what they've done to the, to the hotel, what stands out Marvel-wise. Well, first of all, when you walk in, so 10 of us barreled in, right? We're all foaming at the mouth because we'll, you can see that it's Marvel. You've you've had um, Black Panther, you've had Iron Man, and you can see um, Captain Marvel in the distance. And we've barreled in, and there's security all on one side with the big table, and he shouted us back, and we, we're all coming in going, whoa, 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 whoa. And again, they wanted to see our French COVID pass. But then this is the this is the genius. Um, and I, th- I presume Sinead uh, has mentioned it as well, but they give you a coloured um, wristband for, for that you've been checked, so you don't have from that from you've got that wristband on wristband on, you don't have to get your phone out again. That's so right. wherever wherever you go, then throughout the resort or throughout the parks. You just show your wristband. So you could have a dead phone on you, but you'll still get in because you've got your wristband on for the day. So we, good. we we had a laugh with them. They were brilliant. There, there was a there was an absolute right. The last two times I've been to Disneyland Paris, it, it's been good, but I've had negative experiences with cast members and Europeans and Cockneys in particular. Um just just not Walt Disney World, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But these were the first cast members, the security we got to interact with, and they were just different. They were happy, they were cheerful, they were, they were lovely. The, the interesting thing is, the security used to be outsourced. It no right. longer is. Uh, it's okay. now all in-house. Once the Disney company bought it back, that was one of the first big changes that they made um, was that that was moved in-house. So they are now Disney cast members. Right. And I think so, it does make a difference. Oh, it made a massive difference, it, an absolute massive difference. We walked in and on all the vlogs, this hotel is huge, right? When you walk in, it's not huge. It's big. But it, it was so much smaller than what I imagined it to be yeah. in real life. But um, Jack lost his head, my little nephew. Uh, he just barreled over to the Iron Man figures. He couldn't believe what he, he was just, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. You know, and then he's looking at all the, the windows with all the, um, the artwork in and stuff like that. And then we goes over to check in and there was a minimum. We, we literally timed it perfectly because we got there. We got our, our check-in and then a bus turned up or something and it was swamped. But we got to the, the cast member on the on the reception was lovely. He was brilliant. He'd give us our, our packs. We had our room keys, which with all the park tickets. He said, your rooms aren't ready yet. We will text you. Go and uh, check your luggage in. And when you come back, your luggage will be in your room. And I, I don't think that's ever happened at a Disney hotel or 
Uh, I'm, I'm, it might be commonplace, but it's never happened to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. We because we normally travel quite light, or we we get there as check in. It's never been a a thing that we've come across. We've never needed it. Um, but uh, obviously, with you being so early, um, that's obviously needed. And it's it's great to hear that they they're providing that that they will take your luggage and and move it for you, and you not have to worry about it. And and then you know we the rooms were in ready. We had a quick look around, um, and then we just headed to the parks at that point. I, I want to say that it would be in around two o'clock. So we we were there because we were on the eight o'clock train. Um, we were there quite handy. It might even have been one o'clock, and we just headed into into um, Magic Kingdom or whatever you just call it over there. What do you call yeah. it? Park Disneyland. Ah, okay, there you go. Park Disneyland, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to the parks, what else? Because obviously you've shown us some of the pictures, some of the, the experiences you can have in the, the art of Marvel, which some people might not be aware of. Um, yeah. Because it's not overly publicised that there's these extra bits in this hotel that you probably wouldn't find in a lot of other Disney hotels. So you before you... I think it was a week before... You could check in a week before and you could book this Marvel experience the week before. And once you'd had that Marvel experience, then you could book another Marvel experience. So we we only booked one and we ended up doing it on um, the Tuesday at about one o'clock in the afternoon. And we just walked off. It, it was, there was one family in front of us and there was no one behind us. So you walk in, you check in, and you just walk in, you leave your stuff to one side, and you go and meet Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man, right, was the most amazing character meet and greet I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. He was a little fella <laughs> with the big, big mask of alien head. Right? I'm glad you said it was his head, not something yeah. else, because that's how I thought you were going. It, he was he he was multi he was he was multilingual he wasn't bilingual he was multilingual so the people in front of us I think were Spanish or um, might have been German even but he's he's fucking yabbering away to them and then we Carla and Phil goes up with their four kids and he he wouldn't let them go. Do you know what I mean? He kept the experience. It wasn't like, hi, how are you? He went, what's your name? What's your name? And he asked everybody in the group what their name was. And I've got video footage of it. Um, and there was a bit of play acting going on and everything like that. And then the po- I took the photographs. There was a, a, a photo pass photographer there. We didn't pay for the photo pass this time because we didn't think it would really be worth it with all the like COVID going on. Um, maybe we should have done for the ride photos, thinking now, but um, it was just a, just a brilliant experience. And then once you've left Spider-Man, there's several scenes set up uh, where you can go and pose for your own photographs. Um, yeah. So there's like an Iron Man, there was a Thor, there was an Ant-Man, there was a, a Spider-Man in his Peter Parker's bedroom, so you're upside down. Um, Captain Marvel, uh, the Collector. And so at your leisure, you could just go around taking photographs. 
when when we went up, when we went up to meet Spider-Man, we went up after Carla, we went next. Um, I, I, Kerry will tell you what he, I can't remember what he was saying to me, but he was like that, don't ever change, don't ever <laughs> change, man, <laughs> like that. And I, and I was like, I just want to be bitten by a radioactive spider as well, Spidey. I want to be like you. And I started doing Kung Fu kicks and everything. And he, <laughs> he, he didn't break character at all. He just... He was like, don't ever change, man. You stay as you are, man. Brilliant. It's great to have those those kind of interactive meetings because sometimes you'll get a character like that that really isn't interested. Like, yeah. they, But sometimes it's because of the character that they're portraying. Like, you'll meet Captain America and he'll be quite <sighs> aloof as yeah. the character is. But you get people like Spider-Man, who's an absolute motor mouth anyway, as a character. Oh, he, and then to get someone that actually does it really well as well is, is he brilliant. A, he was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that, you know, that we were in there for a good hour, taking photographs. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was just brilliant. And that's great. And I, I suppose we better touch on the, the last major thing. Um, uh, the art of Marvel Hotel, and and that's the bar, which yeah. I know you uh, partook in um, a couple of times. So, well, we we so you've got the the like the daytime bar, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what that one's called. Brook is it? Brook Brew begins with B. Uh, um, Bleaker Street. Bleaker Street. Yeah, that was a cracking little bar. Waiter service. Um, the, the the wonderful thing about France is it's not Bud Light. There is Bud Light, but they had all these IPAs. They had all these blonde beers. Do you know what I mean? All these wheat beers and everything like that. So we we had a nice little pint in there a couple of times, and then I think it was the Wednesday night maybe. After the fire, it must have been the Wednesday night after the fireworks. I think um, we went to the Skyliner bar, yeah. and there's, there was always a queue. There was always a queue because I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't know if we'd gone. I think we seen the fireworks on Tuesday night. I think we'd gone there before the fireworks, so there wasn't a queue. And we walked in, and he said, "Yeah, we've got you these tables." And he was so apologetic. You know, there's 10 of you. And basically, he put us on the back wall on the couch area and he pulled two tables together and brought in some chairs. But we were all together. We were all made. Yep. And, and then he comes to us and um, these cocktails. Now, they're not portrayed as the Infinity cocktails, are they? You've seen them. No. You said. Yep. And they're 16 euros each, I think, I want to say. And there's five of them or six of them how many infinity stones is there six six yeah seven yeah six oh, yeah, yeah six, six one it? on each one on each finger and then one in the middle i was just yeah. i was like have we got six fingers i'm just i was <laughs> looking at my hand then and uh, i said to, we'd like some of these infinity cocktails please and he he was like, oh okay, um, you know, because again, perfect English, but with with the accent, so it was brilliant mm-hmm. accent. And he's like, hey, okay, which would you like? And I went to all of them, 
And he went, you, you want all of them? You want me to bring three out and three? Uh, no, um, all of them. You want all of them at once? I went, yes, please. I said, mm. and, if, and if you don't mind, I'd like them set up on the bar, please, so that I can take some photographs. You want me to try and do that for you? You, you, and he was like, "You stay here and leave it with me." And he went off to the, the bar staff, and he comes back. Yes, the bar staff—they will do that for you, <laughs> like that. Um, and Phil's like, "Can I have a pint while I'm waiting?" So, like, we had a pint while we're waiting, and uh, the kids had drinks and that, the apple juices and whatever. And then they laid them out on the bar for me, and you've seen the photographs. They're yeah, absolutely beautiful brilliant photographs and yeah. these cocktails we we brought them over the the bar staff in particular were phenomenal brilliant um couldn't do enough for us is that okay they got out the way of the photographs for me i said could would you stand here for us mate and just stand there and just pose with them so one of them stood there and posed with them um <laughs> it, it was just great and then we brought them over and I said, can we have five straws? Because there was four adults and our Eve. Our Eve had a little taste as well, because she's 18 now. Um, it's France. No one asked for ID. It was boss. Um, and we, we tasted every one of them. And they were absolutely strong. They were, they were so different. One of them had um, olives stuffed with soft cheese. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> Not in a drink, I haven't. That's... That's strange. And I, I do give them their juice at Disneyland Paris. They don't skimp on their alcohol. Um, no. I've got a, a friend that me and Nick went for a drink with the last time we went out together, um, Gerald, who, who was out for the run, but he's he's partially sighted. Um, and as soon as they put the drinks down in front of us, he went, I can smell vodka. Wow. And that's how strong they were. That he knew straight away what was in the drink without even Thinking looking hell. at it. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there was one in particular, the last one we saved to the end. It was basically a lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Um, and so what we did, they, they served it with spoons. So we were we were getting the, going through the meringue and getting to the cocktail at the bottom and eating it with the spoon, and it just wasn't working. But as soon as we put it up to our lips, the uh, the glass, and drank through the meringue, the cocktail come up and put up the oh, it was absolutely divine. Yep. And that that's lovely. perfect timing because Nick has now joined us. Good evening, Nicholas. Talking of lemon meringues, <laughs> he's not going to oh, talk no. to us now. Now he's doing that thing. I was on mute. I didn't. I, I was talking <laughs> away. Uh, I've I've ruined everything now because I've now joined a Zoom call, and I'm assuming you're using the free version, Pdubs. No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Then in that case, <laughs> we're good to go. No, crack um, on. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't 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 give me a recap as such. But have you? Where, where are we up to? <laughs> we're literally just finishing off in the bar and heading to the parks. I think in a moment. Well, we did have, eat have in the... Talked... Go on. No, I was going to ask, have you talked about how you got there? Yes. Yeah, we've done all that, yeah. Okay. Um, we're, we're just we're just focusing on... I mean, we haven't talked about the rooms or anything, really, but um, we're talking about the Skyliner bar and the cocktails. Um, 
that was brilliant. But we did eat in the buffy, which I can't remember the name of. Forty uh, well, euros. Oh, what in the in the Art of Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a cracking buffy. Um, it was so I caused the scene. So no. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they've got these in in the buffy in the Art of Marvel hotel. Um, I think I want to say it was forty euros per adult off the top of my head, and maybe thirty for the kids. And they did mini cheeseburgers, and they were lovely. These boss little and the, the chef is there making, literally making these mini cheeseburgers right from scratch, all all fresh, all going onto the grill, all scraping the fat off and the, and the juices and all that palaver. Cheeseburger. Um, the sauces, this little cheeseburger. And Jack is, a, as you know, a fussy eater. So I says to him, can you do me a plain burger, mate? Nothing on it. No sauce, no um, cheese, nothing, just plain. So he says, yeah. And he makes me it. And people are being polite and there. And I'm going, no, you can go past me. You can go past me. I'm just waiting. He's making me a plain cheeseburger. Oh, plain cheeseburger. Oh, I'd like a plain cheeseburger, a plain burger, if you can, please. I've got a fussy eater. So I ruined the whole buffy. Next thing, there was a second queue of people wanting plain burgers, all because I'd said, can we have plain burgers? Could be worse. Well, you you, you would, like, I don't know, you would probably assume that they would make some as well, because, I mean, what what are they putting in the burger? What, yeah, no, but what what were they putting in the burger? So slice of cheese, slice cheese, a burger, and um, burger, burger burger relish, basically the the mayonnaise, the burger mayonnaise, whatever it's called, burger sauce, yeah, um, but, and that was it. But, but kids are fussy, like in general. Like, oh, are yeah. So my daughter doesn't. She'll eat a burger, no problem, but she doesn't want anything in it. But these, right, these are little mini burgers, right? Little yeah, tiny burgers, sliders. And they were the rarest burgers you have ever seen. There was blood oozing out of them. And that's how was they put... cook it in France. Yeah, yeah. I ate it. I, and Jack ate it, to be fair, because that's how he likes them as well. But I was watching them, and they were so rare. They were rare as fudge. But anyway, it was a boss buffy. Uh, well worth it. Again, table for 10 they give us our own booth the the waiter service phenomenal the drinks just kept coming um i think i had three plates of food and maybe a plate of desserts the food was gorgeous right so if you go in there go there so the room the hotel uh, art of marvel room it was lovely it, it was a bit sterile a little bit like too modern, like the telly is in the mirror, that type of stuff. Um, you could airplay your Disney Plus across and watch Disney Plus, Netflix, YouTube, uh, all from your phone onto the telly. That side of it was sound. The beds aren't as big as the American beds, but you're in Europe. There was just one little thing, and that that was this are these new sinks or are these the old sinks? I think it was a complete refurb. So our our sink, um, the plug wouldn't go off and down, and the tap basically disintegrated. Um, and the 
the mirror had a little bit of like scratching behind the the inside of it. Apart from that, the whole room was beautiful, it was lovely. The shower, it was in, it was one of them bath showers, not perfect, but it did its job. I had buttered the, I had buttered the screen one day. Going, I was trying to put the plug in on the bath, and went nearly put my head through the glass. Jesus. Nearly knocked my teeth out as well. Um, so yeah. The Art of Marvel Hotel and absolute joy, absolutely beautiful. Did you did you get your print? Um, they're not doing it anymore. That's not that's not what the deal said. Oh well, we didn't get the print then. It wasn't offered. Well, no, no. What I, what what I mean is is that when you booked it by booking it before, I think it was like the end of March, you got a print. Every room got a print that was yeah, exclusive to the hotel. Oh, I'd, well. I'd, I'd, I'd send the email off. Might yeah, get a gift yeah, voucher. Who knows? Yeah, I will. I will. Um, yeah, so go on. We're going into the parks now. Boom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, you'd been before, as you said, you'd been a couple of times before, whereas the other part of your family, Carla and her side, hadn't been to Disneyland Paris. So where did you head to first? Which park did you go to first? Oh, it's got to be the Magic Kingdom every time, hasn't it? Yeah. Disneyland Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, so the hotel above is going through a massive refurb. Um, so a lot of the lights were on, but they were. it was like the ceilings had been ripped out. So you could see all pipe work and everything. So it was still lovely to walk under and go in but it, it was like ooh. and then you walked in and um, we knew what, what to expect um, they were sort of disappointed because it wasn't Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World and we told them to it's different it's not the same it's not worse it's not better it's not the same we walked I in I actually think I actually think Disneyland Paris is a better open than Disney World um, I'm coming round to that way of thinking, to be honest. Um, I didn't have a problem. I was made up. I was. I, I said to Paul before, I just have, kept having these moments um, after everything that we've been through the last couple of years and, and all that. Yeah, I went away last year with, with the family in, in August, but we had Eve broke a leg, you know, so stick that in the fucking, on the list of drama. Um you know, October we went away to Scotland. Four of us come back with COVID. Yippee! You, do you know what I mean? It, it, it was such a release of just this pure happiness. I just kept having these waves of these super waves of emotion of like near, just nearly burst into tears for no reason. Um, the first ride we did was Snow White. <laughs> We've and got Nick's to... favourite. Why would well, you hate? Quite... Why do you hate everyone? That's why we did it. Because of Nick. Because we had toddlers with us <laughs> who'd never done it. And I wanted to traumatise them the same oh, way well, Nick was. Job done. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's nothing more French um, than going on to the Snow White ride first. I mean, mm. fucking Seven Dwarfs aren't even in it. And uh... it, it just hits you how French... 
At the end. They're in it, but they're not in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a picture of them um, or, or something. There's no animatronics of them or nothing, but it's just, it was just pure French. And it, it was weird for, for uh, we knew, we knew that some of it's in French and some of it's in English and it comes and goes, you know, um, depending on what ride you're going in. But, but Carla was like, she was blown away that, why, why is it all? Why is it all in French? Because you're in France, love. That's what do you do? I didn't have it down as being completely thick, but well, exactly. But it was, it was boss. It was boss, and we just stayed in Fantasyland for the day, uh, for the rest of the day. We cut. We had to come out for the six o'clock. Buffy at the uh, the Art of Marvel, so we didn't we didn't stay for the fireworks on the first night. Um, we'd been up since half four in the morning because of the Eurostar. So I want to say we were all in bed by half eight at the latest. But we we got to take um, the toddlers on all the rides that you could in that area, and everything was like. 10 minute wait, you know, Dumbo might have been 20 minutes. That's that's what it was like. You know, so we could get on the horses, 10 minute wait. Um strangely, I don't understand why Peter Pan is always such a long wait, whatever. It's a fucking omni mover basically, but wherever you go, it always seems to be so long, the queue, doesn't it? But yeah, it's, it's, it's... well it is, because it they, they they don't stop, do they? They do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a constant flow of um, flying things, whatever they are. Stops. What are you talking about? It, it loads in the exact same way as Snow White does. It's just that that's got an overhead track, not uh, an underneath track. That's the only It's got difference. a moving... They, they don't stop moving, though. You just walk to it as it's going through a slow at a slow pace. It's like Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. They don't stop. They keep, just keep moving and you just jump in it. Like Buzz Lightyear. I, P-dubs, is that? I don't, I don't remember that. Do you know what? I'm trying to think, and it's it's confusing me now because I can't think whether it does stop or not. I don't. I've never, I've never got on it while it was moving. I, I think you have, you know. No, I, I definitely haven't. But I also haven't been on it in, you know, three years or whatever. So. Yeah, I don't. I think it's even longer for me since I last went on it. Yeah. Um, so. You know that whole first day, the second day, um, we we got up. Um, they just couldn't get up. They said they wanted the babies to have a lie in, so we took Jack in with us, and we went straight to space, hyperspace mountain, and oh, that that it was shut last time we went 2017 for the refurb, so we hadn't been on it. We'd only been on it once before. And that was the last time, the first time we'd ever went. What a ride that is. What an absolute stonking ride. And that Star Wars overlay is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It just blew us away. And it was a walk-on. You didn't, that first hour, it was just a walk-on. It's it's a really funny attraction. Because like you said, the earlier you get on, the less of a queue it is. I think it's just because it's such an intense ride, people like r- rather save that for later on in the day. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, I don't, I don't think it's perfect with the, with the theming. But it's, it's, it's a mix. If it's going to be Star Wars, right? I mean, that, that external overlay of like the Jules Verne type steampunk type stuff is phenomenal. But is it Star Wars? Well, no, and I mean the problem is, and P Dubs will, you know, uh, agree. I'm sure, you know, the the original version of Space Mountain makes complete sense to what Discovery Land was, and everything about it made sense. It, you know, the whole ride was themed. The whole thing made sense when they later changed it to, um, mich- uh, what was it called? Mission, Mission Two. Yeah. I- um, That's the it, one we rode, wasn't it? Mission Two. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 the theme, it didn't work anymore. So the thing is, the fact that they've rethemed it again to something else that doesn't fit makes sense in some ways. But I agree that um, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you do because how do you? I mean, the canon is such a clever part of it. You know, the fact that you know it. You, 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 as you climb up to it, you know the windows open, and then the you know revolves down to conceal you in, and then you get shot up into space. But it doesn't; it's not; it's nothing to do with Star Wars. And I think if you, yeah, you, know, you could quite easily replace that tunnel with a fully, uh, you know, inside tunnel with with no kind of um, you know daylight that you see before you get shot into space. But then that ruins the effect i suppose so i don't know i mean i think if you at the same time you could quite easily do like a hyperspace jump can't you you know you can imagine if you was all enclosed you have like the the blue and white you know lines and then off you go that would be quite impressive but i don't know i feel i think if it's never gonna be put back to how it was and have that jules fern theme which no longer fits with the rest of the land then yeah, do a do a complete refurb of the of the the tunnel, and maybe give the the mountain itself like um a Star Wars kind of color scheme. Um, yeah, I just but, like something that looked more permanent because I still yes. think it looks like it was never intended to still be there. Well, it wasn't. Was I mean to be honest, we all we all wondered how long it was going to last, and it opened in what was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen, I think. And it yeah. was supposed to be a temporary overlay, and, it, and it, we're now in 2022, and there's no sign of it changing again. So, I think if the, Disney. I mean, you'll know better than me. The, the artwork was on the walls for the Star Wars expansion in the parks, but as you know, is this being forgotten about now? Is it being cancelled? No, it's is just it the done? last of the three. Right. It was supposed to be the second of the three, but. I mean the land, the land is cultivated. You can see. Uh, I don't know if you can still see it on the tram tour now that it's reopened, but certainly before it cl- it closed to become cars, you could see the space that was earmarked for Star Wars, and the land had, had all been, um, you know, turned over. Like all the all the fields had been turned over, ready to, you know, be dug out or whatever. But that's going back, you know, twenty twenty nineteen or so, and. There's been no talk of it. Whenever you hear about the the plans of the studios, they're talking about Frozen. They're talking about obviously Marvel, 
but Star Wars is just not being mentioned at all. So I think my 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 personal feel on that is that they've looked at Galaxy's Edge and talking about the what we talked about on the last that Disney Parks uh, podcast and the fact that you've got a whole Galaxy's Edge and Galactic Star Cruisers that have themed around Episode Seven, uh, sorry Episode Eight and you know Nine, um, and the success of things like the Mandalorian. I personally think they're now probably thinking let's not do Galaxy's Edge or certainly not do it in the same time frame as the other parts you've got a new Star Wars uh, experience to go to I and think that's maybe settle. why they're not talking about it yeah I think they'll settle back on the original plan of Tatooine yeah. I'm quite yeah. sure so many of these shows have been set back there that it seems ridiculous both the Mandalorian and Boba Fett has been there Obi-Wan Kenobi's going to be there. Yeah. Concentrate on what you're doing at the moment, not what's gone. So I'm hopeful that's what's happened, is that they've just gone, right, we're going back to the drawing board. We'll do that last. But as, as, you, as, you, as you've seen, Craig, in America, you know, you can still have Star Wars attractions outside of the Star Wars lands. That's why, you know, Star Tours is still in the studios and not in Galaxy's Edge. They didn't move it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's still possible to have different Star Wars attractions in a, in and it doesn't have to be in a Star Wars land. But what what having a Star Wars land does is makes it easier to get rid of a, a legacy thirty year old ride like um what's it called? The Star Wars ride that's in Hollywood Studios. Star Tours. Star Tours, yeah. Um makes it easier to get rid of that. There'll be less backlash. Because you've got your Galaxy's Edge there, that whole area could be repurposed in both parks. I mean, it, it doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit in Disneyland Park either, does it? The, it's called. The problem is, is that it didn't fit in there with the original then. theme. Yeah, there, and it doesn't really serve a purpose now in terms of theming. So, I I love. I love Discoveryland and the attractions, isn't it? But let's be honest, and you know, I'm sure you're going to talk about another attraction that you went on there shortly. But you know, you've got Buzz Lightyear, you've yeah. got Orbitron, which is like the last, you know, one of the last remaining uh, Jules Verne kind of things. You've got Autopia, which has nothing to do with Jules Verne, and has really. never, <laughs> no, and never, and never fitted in either. Um, then you've got Star Tours again doesn't make any sense then you've got the theatre which never made any sense and may, um, makes even less sense now <laughs> yeah um, so and, and then obviously Space Mountain so the whole area theming wise is a complete hodgepodge of ideas it, there is no you know there's no overriding theme anymore but I love the look of it oh it's stunning from a theming point of view, it just it doesn't know what it wants to be. You know, the steampunk element of it, you know, is left to to two of of the attractions that are left, and one of those is just a another Dumbo clone. Yeah. So that could quite and it did disappear for a while. <laughs> they literally took it out of the park completely. You know, we didn't even know it was coming back. So um, I mean, considering it is literally a Dumbo clone. It is the most beautiful Dumbo clone I've ever laid eyes on. Oh, it's the you know the the all well, 
Disneyland had a version of it, and Magic Kingdom had a version of it. And what was it called? Astro Jets? Astro Orbital. Astro Orbital. And I, the, the one in Disneyland had a different name as well. But yeah. they were very 50s looking. You know, that kind yeah. of idea of, of rockets in the 50s. Whilst this is this gorgeous, you know, golden black steampunk type. That's uh, beautiful. Affair. And when, oh, especially first thing in the morning when the sun's coming up and it's a clear blue sky. But anyway, so we did we did Space Mountain twice and then we went over to a big Thunder Mountain. Oh, Sacre Bleu, my friends. Sacre Bleu. It was, we did it twice. It was a walk on. We could have done it four or five times if we wanted it was just what a ride! It's the best big thunder mountain on the planet. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The the add on that didn't need to be done with the TNT, you know, just damn little enhancements, just enhance the storytelling, don't they? Yeah, and that was that was the best version anyway. Yeah, and yeah. to add these extra bits on, it's, it just makes it even better. When people turn around and talk about how great Big Thunder Mountain is in Walt Disney World, I'm like, oh, so you've never been to Paris then? Because yeah. nobody that's done both will come off and say that the Walt Disney World version is better. It's just, it's just not. There, there is absolutely no comparison, and that ride has got better over the years. Yeah. You know, I remember going on it when it first opened, and it was, you know, it, it was good, but you know, with the improvements to the track, with those added effects, just, just perfect. perfect. The uh, the speed on Big Thunder Mountain was a mistake, <laughs> but <laughs> because the tracks weren't laid right, and it ended up being quicker than it should have been. But yeah. you're not going to knock it for being a bit faster. And also as oh. well. And I, did did you get a chance to ride it? I don't suppose you got a chance to ride it at night, did you, Craig? Um, I can't remember. I think riding we did. it riding it at night when you've got like Phantom Manor lit up, um, and and you know, just just watching all the frontier land under you know light, um, just makes it an even better experience, and also as well more intense because. Obviously, the outside sections you can't see quite as well as you did during the daytime. So, you know, things kind of catch you off guard a little bit better. Um, yeah. It's it's just, it's the perfect ride at any time of day, but especially at night. Just just fabulous. We we then went and did Indiana Jones twice, which is a, a horrific ride. It's horrible. Hated every minute. <laughs> so you did it again, just to make sure. Yeah. The kids loved it. They absolutely loved it. Me, it just threw me out of kilter. Does it go? I can't remember. Does it go upside down? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was the bit that nearly killed me. Then, yeah. It's the. It was the first coaster in a Disney park anywhere in the world that had uh, a three sixty loop. And I said, I messaged you guys, and I could have spent a whole morning just walking around the queue area. Because the theming, I mean, I, I had this thing going round. All, all, all holiday, I would say to the girls, go especially like walking up Main Street, walking through Indiana Jones, um, 
where's all the people who live in these buildings? Where's all the where's all the businesses? Why isn't this a Disney Plus TV series set on Main Street? What's going on in the, in here? Why isn't it an Indiana Jones TV series set in it in this? Because the theme and you know the, that tent with the monkey shoes in there with moss growing out of them, because they've obviously been there for twenty years. It was just the the queue was better than the ride. The ride's horrific. It nearly killed me as a forty eight year old man. I, I limped off it, but um, the kids loved it. But I loved the, the queue area. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. How do you how do you feel about it, Pedubs? See, Ender's a strange one because I'll always go on it, but I do agree it's an absolute killer. I I made the absolute dreadful mistake of um, going on it wearing my glasses. Normally, yeah, I'd be okay. wearing contact lenses, and didn't even think I was so tired. I'd taken them out and just went out in my glasses and didn't even think. Got on it, I literally it ripped the side of my my head where my glasses had hit the restraints so hard I was bleeding when I came off of it. Um, but I'll still go on it. it yeah. If it's open, I'll, I'll still go. It's always an easy, it was always, should I say, always an easy fast pass to pick up as well. Um, so not, obviously not anymore, but it, it was... If you're walking around the park of an evening and you think, oh, the queues are a bit long, what can I do? You can go and get a fast pass for it. Um, so I'd always go on it, no matter what. Um, but yes, I agree, the queue is superb. I'm always finding little Easter eggs throughout that queue. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was just gorgeous. Um, and then the, the rest of the day was just going on rides, basically. Uh, we come out at one o'clock to meet Spider-Man. And then we went back in. I think we went upstairs for an hour. We went back to our rooms for an hour. And then we were back out into the parks. Um, I only got, all trip, I only got to do Phantom Manor once. Um, and it was this day. And again, it was dusk. The sun's going down. You're walking up to this ominous building. And it's a walk-on. There's no one in the queue. You and you were just, so lucky because if you went the week before, it was it was manic. Just it was manic the week before. Just bonkers. And what a ride. What a ride. It smashes Magic Kingdom. Dare I say it smashes Disneyland out the park. Because it's all entwined, right? Where's I mean, I know they've done comic books on this land. Where's the again? Where's the where's the Disney Plus TV series? This is what Disney should be looking at, looking into their parks, and take like they've done in the past with pirates. This whole area could have its own TV series easily. Well, well the thing is as well is that th- this is the most theming, yeah, because because the haunted mansions are in their own little things, right? You know. Haunted Mansion in uh, Magic Kingdom is in New Orleans Square. It's its own little area. But Big Thunder Mountain and Phantom Manor and all of the shops around it, they are part of Thunder Mesa. And there is this yep. whole backstory, you know, that, you know, the Big Thunder Mining Co. is what got the money to buy the house. And 
the owner of the house, uh, you know, ran the company and his daughter is the one that wants to get married to somebody from who works on the, the mining company. And there's this whole story that, you know, encompasses this whole land and the attractions in it and the shops in it. And you only know it if you kind of read the little bits of information that are around. Yeah. Or if I ever publish it in my book, because I write a whole chapter about it. But um, it's great. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know why when Disney try and even rehash ideas or make films like the haunted mansion and, and ruin what they already created why they you know they've, they've told a story already tell that story in a different format yeah i mean that demon that is he is he the hatbox ghost hat hat box no ghost so he's a different team has he always been in that ride he's in the yeah in the disneyland paris ride yeah yeah, he's always been because he is menacing in me. He is proper scary. Hmm. And you can, it's just brilliant. You can see him from the outside of that. Uh, if you look at the, in the right window at the right time, you can actually yeah. see him in the window. He appears in, in one of the windows. He did well. see somebody in the window, yeah. Hmm. Um, and that night we ate in the Mexican little um, fast uh, quick service. Future Del Oro. Yeah. I had Del a, Oro. a beef um they're not tacos, are they what they called with a wrapped burrito. Burrito, yeah. We had, I had a, a beef burrito. Um I'd even had a chicken one. Oh no, I Grace had a chicken one, I'd even had the nachos with a cheese sauce on. Um substantial it was a substantial meal and that was the place where we met a, a, a girl and her mother just talking in the queue and she was an Argentinian who lived in Landudno and she had an annual pass and she'd come over with her daughter constantly and they stayed off property and she said we're staying in such and such a place £300 for a week for an apartment. And that enables us to come over constantly. And she, I went back up to get desserts with the kids and she said, here's my annual pass. This is my friend. He is with me. Here's my annual pass. And we got 15% off uh, about €8 Euros worth of desserts. But what a lovely gesture. Now... I'm glad you mentioned this because I'm going to call you out publicly on something. You you completely stuart me, didn't you? Um, no, I just didn't get around to it. It's just so Whatever. busy, mate. This is the first. Honestly, thing, do it, do it first thing, and then it's done for the holiday. Yeah, but that I mean that's it's the. Did you go to Vapiano's? Did you go to Vapiano's? No, I forgot about that. So Stuart stewarded me, stewarded me. Well, I couldn't even, I didn't even see it. Didn't even see where it was. <laughs> but you could have had that all week. And the thing is, and the reason why I was kind of like, like poking you about it is because had you, had you have done that when you got there, you would have had that discount all week long. And you would have also, you wouldn't have just had it in the restaurants. You'd have had 10 or 20%, depending on the annual pass that you bought, off like your merchandise in the shops as well. Yeah. 
in hindsight, but when you when you're walking in, you haven't been there for so. Yeah, you're walking in, you get sucked up into it, and the park shut at eight, and you're leaving at eight, and and all that, and it just we we didn't. I didn't have a minute to myself where I could say, right, I'm going now to buy an annual pass. We talked about it, and I seen that annual pass thing in uh, Tomorrowland. We walked past it 20, 30 times. But I didn't know it was there. I thought it was on Main Street. I thought that was like some sort of exclusive lounge. That's what I genuinely thought that was until the last day when one of you told me that that was where you went. P-dubs, does, does Craig's admission there remind you of anybody? It Not sure. Like a lot of, it sounded like a lot of excuses to me. Just, just, well, just reminded me of someone, that's all. <laughs> Is it someone that's on one of our other shows? I I couldn't possibly comment, <laughs> but yes. Um, I, so for future reference, so Craig, this is obviously for you, but this is for, for people, people listening as well. So there's, there's two ways you can get your annual pass. So the first one is you go to that, you have to end up in that place anyway at Discoveryland, right? So that is where you get your annual passes from. You can get them there and you can get them from uh, the Bureau the Donald, which is just underneath, um, as you go in, like it's the Disney Hotel, um, uh-huh. but where almost where the ticket booths are. So on the outside, where you're walking in between the ticket like booths that you go through and the entrance to the hotel, there's a little uh, office there that says offer, oh, Office to Bureau Donald, I think, and that's where you can get your annual pass as well. But you can actually buy your annual pass at any ticket booth. Um, so as you're going in where you would like buy your tickets if you haven't got tickets for the day um, or in studios as well same thing you can go up to any window and you can buy an annual pass what they do is they kind of give you a, a temporary pass for the day and then at some point during your day you would then go to one of the places you can get your annual passes from and you then get your presented to you your actual uh, official annual pass with your photo on, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then and then you're good to go. So that's that's how you get your annual pass. You either buy oh, it as you go into the park or go to the bureau and do it. Important information. What have you got to take with you? Passport. Passport. So and mine was if you in the safe. if you are yeah. Um, although in France you're supposed to carry your passport everywhere for some bizarre reason. I don't know why, um, but no one does. The other thing, uh, and P-Dubs will know this because he pays for his monthly, is you will need to have an IBAN, which yeah. is the International Bank Authorization Number, I think. I don't understand. I believe so, yeah. But it's it's an international bank number. Most bank accounts will have an IBAN. If you don't know what your IBAN is, you can contact your bank and they can tell you. Or if you've got something like a Starling card or Revolut or one of those cards that people travel with they will also have an iban number so if you want to pay monthly you need an iban number if you want to pay up front which is what i normally do you obviously can just pay however you want cash traveler's check uh whatever okay there you go people so we went and did a pirates of the caribbean for the first time ever because the last two times february it was shut both times 
February's a really tough month to do pirates because you're right, it's normally a month that it's still down for a reverb. Yeah. So that was lucky. And what an absolute unbelievable version of pirates. Do you, do you know you go under one of the bridges and there's a pirate? There's an animatronic pirate sitting on the bridge who takes a swig out of a bottle, right? And then spits it on you. True. How did they do that? Magic, mate. Magic. Magic. It was... Now I've not done I've not done a Disneyland version, but I know that the Disneyland Paris version is more like the Disneyland version than the Magic Kingdom one, which was just switched around. Huh? Yeah. The Disneyland uh, but... the Disneyland one starts with how you end at Disneyland Paris. Oh, in, with the restaurant, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Magic Kingdom one that you're familiar with, Craig. That was basically shoehorned in because it was popular at Disneyland. It wasn't planned to be yeah. where it was, so that's why it's a bit small. And that's not an excuse. I'm just explaining how it works. But that's why the Disneyland Paris version is again far superior. And this is the this is the funny. Um conundrum of Disneyland Paris because it's it's often classed as inferior to Walt Disney World. I've been guilty of that myself. But the individual rides within Disneyland Paris are all better than what is in Walt Disney World. Well, it's both mountains. You know, Space and, and Big Thunder far superior. Pirates. Um, pirates. Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor. Yeah. Small World. Small World, which yeah, is short. Argue, arguably, yeah. I hate the Walt Disney World, Small World. The building is horrible. The queue area is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll grant you that. Um, so, what did, where did we, yeah, so we entered that Mexican and then we watched the fireworks that night. Um, illuminations, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. I had no expectations of this. What did I... So the two times I've been before, 2017, I can't remember what it was called, and I think it was like 2014, I think, the last time, the first time I ever went. It was something different again. But I just loved it. I just absolutely loved everything about it. It was just so joyous. Obviously, the, there must be something to do with residents or something where they can't do these big massive fireworks like they do in Florida. So they were a lot, a lot smaller, a lot more intimate. But the projections just worked. Um, it saw, it told a story of sorts, you know, very basic story, but it told a story. It, it ticked a lot of the boxes for, you know, I just, I was fulfilled watching it and I, I put our rose on my shoulders because we were on the side and we were on the side and there was about three people behind us. So I put our rose on, on my shoulders and then I went and stood behind them people so that I wasn't impeding on their view. And I was able to stand there. I could see, she could see, there was no one behind me. It was lovely. We had a lovely viewing. And then we just stood there. When it ended, I said, there's no point, people. There's no point. Just stand. 
Um, and then we eventually we just walked down the Palisade thing and, and went home. Fucking brilliant, mate. P-Dubs, what, what do you want to say about Illuminations? If you do. I'm going to be honest, I've only seen it once. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Nighttime Spectaculars anyway. Um, it's certainly no dreams. We know that. Um, hey, at least they've got something at night. Um, <laughs> they still they still <laughs> miss not having a parade, as do all of the the parks on this this side of the world. Um, it, it's something. At the moment, Disneyland still haven't got anything. Um, no, not no, returning they're, they're until. Good. They're getting it this month. It's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, it'll last. I, I would assume it'll probably be around now until the 40th anniversary. I don't think it's going anywhere. No, it's it's, it's not going to be. It's not changing this year, which is what everyone was expecting because yep. that's having your dreams. Um, maybe for the 35th. Um, but yeah, it's here. I mean, I hear what you say, Craig. Um, and I'm like P-Dubs, like, I think it's good, I don't think it's great, I think Dreams was a much better show, and it and it told a much, much better story. This feels more like an advert for the Disney content that you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, um, and I think, unfortunately, that's what you're going to get across the planet now. You know, Magic Kingdom is the same. I agree. I think, um, you know, looking at what they've put into the parks there, um, both in Magic Kingdom and obviously Epcot, where they've changed the nighttime show there, I think now it is going to just be more adverts for yeah. whatever they want you to watch, which um, is a shame, it was, but it's what it is. It was sponsored by Pandora, right? Which is fair enough. All these nighttime spectaculars now should be sponsored by Disney Plus. Yeah, but that's because their own money, then, isn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's all you know. It's also it's also all their own stuff they're advertising. So somewhere along the lines that might work. I don't know, but I I enjoyed it. Um, the next day was um, the studios, mm-hmm. Disney Studios, is it? Walt Disney yep. Studios, yeah. And so. We were up. You can't get through your security before eight o'clock, so we had to stand with your security. So every day, so every morning when you got up, you had to leave the hotel and go into the the uh, proper arrivals, not the the Disney Springs arrivals. You had to rip off your magic bands, your your coloured uh, band. You had to show your QR code and they give you the colour for the day that you stuck it on and then you had to go back in and if you'd been silly enough to take your bag out with you, you had to put your bag through security again and then go back into the hotel. There was never a queue. So the first morning I got up all in a panic saying, there'll be 30 people in the queue, there'll be 100 people in the queue. There was never a queue. So it was never a problem. And again, so straightforward. And then we went to that park. But again, we the elders had the security till 8 o'clock. Then the elders had the next bit of security till um, something like 8.25. And then they led us up to the entrance. And then it was absolutely hilarious. 
to watch grown men and women run like Olympic athletes to be the first on Crush's coaster. <laughs> what what are you thinking, people? You just look like tits. We we walked. We walked at a fast pace. Um, we, took, we walked at a fast pace, but took our time, if you know what I mean. Mickey Mouse is yeah. there, waving like a fucking gobshite, like that. Look at me. Hey, hey, I'm here. And everyone's like that. Yeah, but you're not Crush's coaster, are you? So we stopped. We waved at Mickey. We had a picture waving up at him and stuff like that. And then we carried on. And we, we had to wait maybe 20 minutes to get on Crush's coaster. Cracking ride. It, yeah. P Dubs will disagree with you. Okay. Horrible, horrible ride. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I disagree with P Dubs. I, I think Crash's Coaster is great. It traumatized my daughter, but I, I yeah. think it's great. <laughs> it's a, I can see how it can, it can mess you up. Massively. No, it's, can... it's not that. I just think it's a waste of time. There's no theme into it. Once you get on the rock, it's awful. No, I think I think that's the, that is the problem with it. I think the theming at the start is actually really good. Yeah. But once you actually get to the main, you know, once you climb to the top of the building and then you start your kind of crazy descent around it, the theming goes out the window. Yeah. And that is that is a shame. Like, even if you think of things like the mummy, you know, when you're when you kind of, you know, start going backwards and then you turn around and you know you're going through the really fast bits, yeah, they're pretty crap. But you've got like those mummies that appear, you know, with the kind of black light effects. They're obviously just like pictures of mummies or whatever. But at least there's there's something. There's so little theming in this that it just seems like they could have probably put some screens up or something yeah definitely yeah definitely but we did it then we went on tower of terror and again i don't remember the little girl being in there and being she part wasn't. of the story there you go so it's been plus um i hope that's not all it ends up being i hope it gets swallowed up by marvel eventually um but for now, I loved it. The, oh my goodness! I didn't know there was two floors. I, you oh. don't normally go up to a second floor. So well, on one of the days we went up to the second floor, and they had us in, and then it dropped us, and then catapulted us up like that. Woof, and it was so random. Everything was so random. Um, what a ride. An absolutely stunning version of Tower of Terror. So, uh, and we talked about this a long time ago now, but I want to say 2018, 2019 P-Dubs was when they they changed the attraction. Yeah, and I don't think I've been on it since they changed no, it. I've not I've not been on it since since it's been changed. So there's, I believe, Craig, there's three different stories. And they all pretty much revolve around that little girl that you're talking about, but it means that you've got three different stories and three different experiences. 
we did hear somebody talking about a different experience, but we didn't see. We went on there about four times during the trip, and we must have had the same story every time. It's quite possible. Yeah, it depends on what lifts they've got running and what they've yeah. you know, programmed it on for the day or, you know, all that, but yeah. Um, that day we went and did cars. Oh, right. So that day we found the Ratatouille area with the Little Food and Wine Festival. And that park is such a piss-poor park. It literally is a piss-poor park with two or three boss little attractions in it. Um, we went and did all the, we went and did the parachutes. We went and did Slinky Dog. Um, some of them went and did RC Racer. I wouldn't go on it because I've been green. The parachutes is the you've seen the Carla Comface um, photos. Um, that's I videoed it from a distance and took a couple of pictures of her face as she literally was shitting herself on the parachutes. Hilarious. Um, but we did all that, and then we found this, did the food booths. Oh, mm. my God. We spent two hours just standing there, eating and drinking. I mean, we nearly killed our Eve. So I bought her. Um, they had crepes, which had Nutella on. Um, obviously, she can't have them. But on the next little bit, on the next thing, they had rye seed or some crepes with cheese and ham in. And she said, can I have one of them? So I got her this cheese and ham crepe. And it must have been the rye or something reacted with her. She couldn't breathe. Her hands started to swell up. We got the piriton down her. She was crying. We had an EpiPen ready to go. Um, we just rode the storm for about, I want to say, three hours before she returned back to normal. Honest to God, just it was like three hours. Yeah, um, it, it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre, but um, it it strangely it, the allergic reaction happened as we were leaving that area. She was fine in that area, so we don't know if she touched somebody's um, hazelnut chocolate or or something. But she had, she certainly had a reaction, but. Mm. We we just worked our way up and down these booths. Um, I was I was eating like sauerkraut with um, sausages in, and, and the girls were drinking champagne and drinking mulled wine. And then uh, there, there was one of the staff. I think his name was Eugene. Ah, big boss! You are the big boss! You are the big <laughs> boss! And every time we. We were in that park about three times, three days. Every time he was working, he remembered me. Ah, big boss, you have come back. And the last time, I wouldn't say he come out of character, but the last time I said to him, I'm going home today, mate. And he was like, oh, big boss, you are a Liverpool fan, because I had my Liverpool hat on. And we started talking about Messi, Real Madrid, PSG, Liverpool, the Champions League. You know, so he... I wouldn't say he was in character all the time, but he was in saving mode. But he, he took five minutes out of his busy day to talk about forty with some fella who he's never <laughs> going to meet again. It, it was just a boss little area. And then we end, we went on that cars ride, and it was very much like um, Fast and Furious, to be honest. Oh, we were half pissed, 
and we went on the cars ride, and it was a ladies. Because... I, I, I'm a big fan of the cars ride. I, I, I would love to sing new on the cars ride because those cars are quite tiny. Oh, not that cars ride. The other cars ride. There's only one cars ride. No, there isn't. There's two cars rides. What what car ride do you think? Tram it's the back lot. Yeah. That's not a car. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah. So, the kids, again, this is the thing. The kids absolutely loved it. Right? We were laughing at how it, it's pathetic. You're literally on the tram, I want to say, for three or four minutes, maybe five or six minutes. Um, we went in Catastrophe Canyon. They've turned the fight. They've, someone's someone's actually in corporate and said, hold on a minute. That truck is burning to death and he's looking at the kids and smiling and then you throw a load of water over him. Why don't we turn the fire off and he's just having a shower? So now it works. Um, so all the water come down, terrified the kids. It was brilliant because they shit themselves. We knew what it was doing. <laughs> but the kids, you know, we put we put them on that side because you've got to put the kids on that side for their safety. You make you put the kids in first and all that. Um, so they got it, basically. It, it was just, it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. But the kids loved it. Yeah. So what can you do? Yeah. Um, as long as it's, someone's enjoying it, then it's yeah. And I'm glad I glad I got to do it because it, I can't see it being there um, much longer than two or three years. It just can't be because it was. It's just. I mean, they've just put in um, Express Pass on it or whatever it's called, Premier Access. Mm. Paid Premier Access for it. Unbelievable. Um, that night, I mean, that park is a disaster, isn't it? But it's got some great little rides in it. Them little car rides, they're hilarious. A slinky dog is shit, but hilarious because you squash, if you sit in the wrong place on that, you squash your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't help it. You can't control yourself. You can't get back over to safety. You just slide over and crush them. Um, so... I don't know, Siri. Um, so we just, the kids loved all the kiddie rides in there. So we did have a good day. And then we come out and we ate in the steakhouse. Yeah. Have, have either of you sat in there? Of course not. No, because normally it's closed. All right, okay. So it was when we got in there, it was before the fireworks had let out. And it was empty. And then the fireworks let out. And by the time we'd finished our meal, it was full. It was amazing how full it got. Um, and those people queuing up to get in. And it was a cracking piece of steak. It was a boss meal. It was an expensive meal, but it was a boss meal. Um, so that was that was that day. I think that's the day we went to the Skyliner bar. I can't remember. Carried that on. Um, I mean, the the next two days is just rinse and repeat. There's nothing new that we did. We did everything. 
what what I did do when we went to Ratatouille, uh, we did the ride. The, now I want to say there was real fire in that ride when they turned yes. the gas on. The, so that's gone now, and it's just a a screen that shows fire. Oh, it was above your head. Yeah. The fire was there was no fire. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just a screen above your head now with fire on it. So they've done away with the fire. That mm. was that was gone. Um, it's it's an all right ride. It's not a great ride. It's not a horrible ride. Again, the kids loved it. It was a walk on. You know, we were in the queue for maybe no more than twenty minutes, and then we went. The last meal, the last big meal of of the the holiday was in the the Ratatouille restaurant. Um, another fifty dollar steak, basically. I think we had the is it the Luigi Luigi menu, the linguini menu, or something. Set yeah. menu fifty fifty dollars. Now, this walnut soup come out with, I want to say, two tablespoons of white gloop in the middle of it. And I'm like, what's that? Oh, they put cream in? I thought it was cream to cream up the soup. It should be. It should should be, but no, it's soft cheese. (laughs) Not just soft cheese, it's laughing cow. Laughing cow, soft cheese, right? Amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing and I Grace had a taste and was like not for me and I had the duck parfait or whatever it's called to start and then I had a soup and I stirred it into the soup and it dissolved into the soup and it made the soup rich creamy and cheesy and it was delicious it was absolutely beautiful Mm. so I can't wait to cook soup and get myself some soft laughing cow cheese and throw it in. Uh, and this podcast is sponsored by Laughing Cow Cheese. Uh, if you want your cheese to laugh at you, Laughing Cow Cheese. Cheese that laughs on the back of a cow. Um, that was a brilliant meal. Lovely, lovely meal. Lovely setting. Um, and while we were sitting there, we booked for the... We made the decision. We got the prices up, and we we booked. And again, it was it was in haste. It was in it was a rush. It was like caught up in the magic. If I'd have thought about it, I wouldn't have booked. I'd have went and got an annual pass and done it that way. But I didn't. We booked, and then it was too late then. So yeah. So are you converted? I was yeah. I always had a soft spot for Disneyland Paris because why wouldn't you, right? But like I said to P-Dubs before you come on, Nick, um, the cast members were a bit surly. You know, some of them were brilliant, but some of them didn't want to be there in the old days, the last time I went, 2017. And I come back and I would have reported on it on the other podcast and said, you know, we had these issues. I only seen one cigarette all, all week. And it was, I want to say she was a Spanish grandma walking across that big open space in front of the stage in Hollywood Studios um, with a beef that hanging out of a gob, smoking. Um, the, the mask mandate has gone now in Paris, but 
everybody, everybody apart from Cough and Cannon had the masks on, right? Cast members, the public, everybody had masks on. And Cough and Karen got told to put a mask on her face about six times during the trip. I mean, she's a grown-ass woman. What, what, what was she yeah. trying to gain from from not doing it? She just doesn't want to wear a mask. She doesn't see the point. But th- that's beside the point. The point is right. They were on a case, and there was other people. Don't get me wrong. There was other people not wearing masks, and we seen them. You know, on the last day, we're walking in with Jack onto Tower of Terror. He's just eaten a bag of chips from a little stall outside the Tower of Terror, a little cone of chips, right? And he's going on the Tower of Terror and he's forgot to put his mask back on. And he's 11. And the, the cast member says to him, hello, uh, how old are you? Like that. And he goes, hey, 11. And he looks at me and goes, he has to wear a mask. And Jack just went, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and put his mask on. But that's the level of, they just, they just, but it it wasn't done in a horrible way. Even Mm. with Cough and Karen, there was something different. There was a different vibe there this time. And I don't know if it was, I was so happy to be there, but it appeared like the cast members were so happy to be there. I mean, the day we checked out of uh, Marvel, we're walking out, right? We've put our cases in and we're going back into the parks and we're going for something to eat and stuff like that. And there's a lady standing there and she's got a name by John and her name is France. Well, what are the odds? Right? Her name is France. And I said to her, oh, yeah. See you, love. Uh, see, we're, we're just going with... And she goes, oh, have you had a nice time? She's got a clipboard. I said, oh, we've had the best time. And I, and I said, is that your name, France? And she was like, yeah, yes, I am the... Um, what's the head of the cleaners? The head of, you know, in a hotel. in a, a hotel. Housekeeping. Yeah, head of housekeeping for the hotel. How was your stay? So I told her. I said, it's bloody brilliant. I said, the, 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 the room was spotless cleaned every day it was gorgeous i said you know park wide we didn't see litter all we seen was empty bins with with fresh bin bags in it was there was no litter dropping there was you know you see magic kingdom in 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 uh, florida and there's rubbish piled off hanging out the bins there was none of that it was immaculate and I said the room was lovely I didn't burst a bubble with the the sink situation I should have done she wrote our room number down so she could pass on our compliments to the staff Um, and then I I just told her about the cocktails I said you know in the bar the the, the cast members in there they went above and beyond and they, they let us pose for these photographs oh I'd like to see the photograph so I showed her the photograph. I'd like a copy of these photographs. So I said, okay. So it might be, they might end up in publications or on the website or something. I don't know. But or they could or they could be used for nefarious means. But you know, that's, that's your IP. Yeah. That's, that's entirely up to you. Pictures are going to be put behind the bar. Yeah, don't serve don't, this man. Don't serve him well. Again. Well, no, I wasn't in the pictures. It was just the cocktails on one cast member. So the cast member might have been sacked for uh, going 
above and beyond. But <laughs> I shared the photos. I airdropped the photos to her. Um, and she was thrilled. And then she goes, I'm going to do something for you. Come with me. And then she took us to, there's, there was there's a big mural by the, the lifts. So she made us all stand against this mural and she took photographs. And then there's a comic book um, cover and she made us all get in there and she took photographs. And then she gave me my phone back and she thanked me for my kind words. And, and again, I'm nearly filling up with just tears of joy and happiness and then off we went and we did what we were doing now when we come back right to get our cases we're going down to the train station to get on the local train back to paris garden no one of the one of the cast members on the uh, on the whatever it's called where you get your cases from um, he gets all our cases, he loads them all on to one of them big trolley things, and he walked us to the train station, right? You don't realise the, the, the Hotel New York Art of Marvel, if you go out the main car park, it's literally two minutes from the train station. He yes. walked us to the train station, he got us through the barriers using our tickets, right? He took our tickets off us, got us all through the barriers, got all our luggage through the barriers, put our luggage in a lift, took the lift down onto the platform and then loaded all our luggage onto the train. Wow. Yeah. And you know, what level of service is that? I mean, we tipped him. He got a, a hearty tip off both of us. He didn't have to do any of that. All he, First of all, he was going to just give us... The, the cart to take the stuff and then he goes no i can do this i I can take you come with me and he took us all the way onto the train absolutely first class service i mean look i will tell you this now craig the chance of that ever happening to you again very slim unless he spots you and knows that you're a big tipper and then offers to do it again but i mean but, that's extremely unusual i'm glad it, it was, happened don't get me wrong I mean, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Oh, it was amazing. I can't fault. I can't wait to go back. I can't stop thinking about how wonderful Disneyland Paris is. I'm thinking in my head now, the money I spend on Walt Disney World every two or three years, I could go to Disneyland Paris 10 times in the same period. And, and staying at decent hotels. I mean... You spoke to that woman from uh, Argentina, come Clandidno, and and I and I've said I, I've said this on the podcast before. I don't know if I told, said this to you before, but you know, if you stay in Val de Europe, which is the the little town next door, it's literally two minutes on the tube. You you can stay in all manner of hotels. You know, from your budget Ibis at like thirty nine euros a night, up until you know like four star hotels or airbnbs are around there as well and for the you know for the price you're going to pay to stay there rather than at a disney hotel and you know get a superb experience it is is peanuts absolutely well, peanuts to what you'd ever get on iDrive or anything like that that, that was my plan if it had got an annual pass and it still could happen um was to to go over with one or both of you 
with the kid with Grace and maybe Jack and when Marvel opens, that was the plan. And stay off property, you know, drive, go on the Euro tra- tunnel train or whatever it's called with the car and drive over. Give you balls it up, didn't you? didn't get your annual pass. No, no, but <laughs> you get discounts, I think. So something could, could still happen. You get discounts on park tickets, don't you? Um, you just might be blacked out. I've got <laughs> neither of us have got an annual pass at the moment. Uh, yes, uh, we have. Oh no, yes, you have, didn't you? You got yours. Yeah. You got yours done. Yeah, let mine expire. Um, so that that's something to consider in the future. Um, mm. You know, we're staying at Sequoia Lodge next year. Um, I'll be getting a, an annual pass then. I, I've just. It, it was just the whole trip from start to finish. It should have been, you know, we went with with Carla and Phil and their four kids and their toddlers, do you know what I mean? And, and we had an absolute ball. As much as I moan about them and everything like that, um, because the kids are a fucking nightmare, uh, we had a ball. We had a ball with the kids, you know, we were we were playing with their kids because our kids are older now, that type of stuff. It it was just it was lovely. It was a lovely, and how, lovely week. How did they feel about it? Because obviously they've had the big Disney World experience before. This is their first time. Obviously, uh to a lot of people it's a downgrade because it's a much smaller they're both much smaller parts, the whole area they, is much smaller. They brought the Disney World experience to Disneyland Paris. So on the night we went to the steakhouse I was looking for somewhere like a McDonald's or a Five Guys or an Ale Sandwich to have our tea, where I would have spent, on the four of us, $50 tops. We ended up, because we were, we were with Big Licks, we ended up in the fucking steakhouse dropping €250 Euros on steak and ale. Do you know what I mean? So they, they made us up our games, so to speak. So we had, I mean, on the last day, me and him went into that the German bar and drank the, the, a litre stein of blonde beer and it blew me head off. And we had a little sample, a, a little platter between us. And it was just, oh, it was just lovely. It was like Walt Disney World, like 10 years ago. But, but what did they make of the experience? It, they loved it but it's hard to judge with them because they say they're Disney fans but they're not Disney fans they don't do any homework on the run up to it they don't know mm-hmm. the name of anything they call Disney World Disneyland they call Disney World Paris uh, well Disney <laughs> they call uh, well Disneyland Paris sorry they call that Euro Disney they're, they're not Disney fans as the same way that we're Disney fans mm-hmm. they love it when they're there don't do any of the homework or any of the planning. <clears throat> so they had a brilliant time. I mean, there, there was just one day where we went into the bakery. So we were in the um, the Palisade under the covers, goes into the bakery the back way, buys cheese and ham baguettes, and and it goes, you don't sell ale in here, do you? Yes. Pulls out cans of Cronenberg. Yep. You're, in a, you're in a Magic Kingdom, for God's sake. Eating cheese and ham baguettes and drinking lager. 
Yeah, but Craig, you can get you can get beer in McDonald's. Well, yeah, I knew that, but this is actually in the park. I was just, yeah. just like, wow, just lovely, you know. So we just sat there for half an hour, just people watching and just drinking lager and just, it was just a chilled out vibe. Even though we was busy because we kept moving, um, it was lovely. Now, Premier Access. Yeah. What about it? Didn't use it once. Didn't see anybody using it. The, the team, the cast members who were put on them stations were bored out of their heads. They were just standing there. Nobody using it. Nobody. Well, I, suppose, I mean, the thing is, and I mean, P-dubs, you're more than welcome to interrupt me if you think what I say next is wrong. But going from going by what you've said about your wait times for attractions and everything like that, you went at a week where it was obviously quite quiet. Now, yeah. the week before you went, so you went during half term, right? Yeah. In, in your part of the country. Now, it was half term the previous week where I am. And that Okay. And that week in Disneyland Paris had, you know, a, a British half term and it was also a French half term. So that week prior would have been manic you know i saw pictures from that week you know queues everywhere everything like that so it would have been interesting to see what that week was like in terms of those lanes being used because well, it sounds year, like you didn't need to you didn't need to use them next year we're going the week before because this year our half term in february is out to sync with the rest of the country Next year, it goes back to the 13th of February, so the week before. So there's every chance that our half-term will be the same as yours next year. And unfortunately, Disneyland Paris might be manic. Do you think, with that in mind, that that might then be a consideration for you? you I think you've got to judge the situation at, at, at the time. Um, I know beforehand, Carla had said, we'd, I'd said Premier Access and you're going to be paying 15 euros a, a ride on some of the big rides and there's 10 of us. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll just pay it. Because I'm not, I'm not standing in that queue with my kids for an hour. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying it, girl. You know, and she would have paid on every single ride because that's just how they are. But we didn't have to this this time. So they would have and, also been able to have got a disability pass. Well, yeah. Um, but does it get ten on? Uh, I think it gets four on. Yeah, I think that's the, the the limit of it. So I mean that in itself. I mean it's great, but there's six of them, so you. It, you'd be doing your own kiddie swapping at that point mm. with the pass, but that's not a problem. You know, it's a, it's a it'd be a brilliant bonus because with the ten of us, we could all use it. You know, we could go on three times. He could go on. Jack could go on three times, and everyone else has you know goes on it once or whatever. But yeah, 
that that's my trip, boys. I loved it. I loved every minute. Can't wait to go back. Uh, anything anything from you, P-Dubs, you wanted to ask Craig? or No, as I was hosting for the first half, uh, I got out my questions that I wanted to ask early on. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything... Uh, food, the already... food was improved. The food was improved. You know, we, we got to have a sandwich, an ale sandwich. I had the BB-8 burger. Um, you know... The last time we went, the food was horrific. The food was brilliant. I see. I didn't eat any vegetarian stuff, but I've seen a lot of vegetarian stuff. They do seem to have upped their game with that. I mean, Future de, um, de Oro, which is the the Mexican place you went to, yeah. they do, or they 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 used to do a um, like a nice veggie chili. Um, what do you do with veggie ra- a veggie thing? You know, yeah. So, I mean, that was always one of my go-to places because it's one of the rare places you go and not be left with just, like, a, the veggie burger that they had. Um, but I, I see that they also now offer Beyond Burgers in, in some parts of it as well. Um, and, and and in general, there's more things um, at food stores and stuff like that that's uh, cases for vegans, which you, ne- you didn't get three years ago. Yeah. Um, I did struggle last time. I mean, hilariously... I told it on here before, but when me and P Dubs went for our race weekend, and I went to McDonald's, the uh, the vegetarian options at McDonald's was a side salad and a fillet of fish. <laughs> so I think I think things have have kind of come on leaps and bounds um, from from those days. Um, but and just to let you know, Craig, because you didn't you didn't see it, fine. Um, but to get to Vapiano's and Five Guys, if you are going towards the World of Disney store, yeah, if you walk around to the right of it, rather oh, to if the you left leave of it, and... yeah, there's there's places down there. Uh, so that's where Five Guys and Vapiano's. Uh, I never, I never once. I kept saying, kept saying, "Where's Five Guys?" Never seen it once. So I never seen Vapiano's once either. No. Because they're right next door, and it's, I think it's, uh, there's no signposts for them either, which is a bit, a bit of a, seems like poor planning because you wouldn't go around there unless you knew. I mean, back in the day, there used to be a bowling alley uh, around there that was part of the cinema complex, I think, um, and that that long gone. Um, but yeah, now it's Vapiano's and, and Five Guys, but it, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think about going round there because it literally, you know, you don't think there's going to be anything round there. So I, it's just really poorly planned or advertised anyway. So I used me for money. I used me Virgin Atlantic credit card all week. Um, there was no percentage. I, there, obviously, I don't know what rate I got, but there was no fee for using it while I was over there. You know, for pay transaction. Um, yeah. I think I think there was a little fee for taking money out, but I never took money out. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, I do you do you have a card like that, P Dubs? Do you have a card to take with you? Yeah, I've got. A, I can't even remember. What it, I think I've got a Starling card. Yeah, I've got I've got Starling. Yeah, I've um, got a Revolt card, but because everything was so last minute and so rushed. 
I just phoned Virgin Atlanta Cup and said, can I use this in France and will it be charged? And he said, we're in, we're in the something, something monetary for Europe. You won't be charged any fees unless you withdraw money from a machine. And we weren't. Which is standard anyway, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, just, just quickly on news then. Uh, Craig, you already kind of discussed it, but um, as we record this episode, uh, the mask mandate is now uh, dropped from uh, you have to wear a mask to we'd like you to wear a mask um, as of the the third of March, 2nd of March, I think. Is that is that right, P-Dubs? It's, it's the Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Life. yeah. So, you know, poor old coughing Karen, she was a week too early. She'd have, yeah. she'd have been fine. Um, but that's obviously, you know, another step towards the, the return of normality. Um, and also, Peter, I don't know if you saw this, but they are putting a new entrance in for Crush's Coaster again. This time it's for just... uh, Lightning Lane. Oh. I tried it with Files Pass and it didn't work. No, so they're trying it again with Lightning Lane. So uh, that, that will um, be interesting. Um, but I mean, Craig, it sounds like you had a great time, and I think I don't think either of us are going to argue with you about what you said about studios. Um, I think when Marvel opens late this summer, it will give it another little kind of boost, but it's not enough. Um, I think it's once a tiny, got... it's like it's like a slither of a theme park, isn't it? It's you like you didn't long. go there. You didn't go there the year it opened. And I think back now to the year that it opened, and it, I th- off the top of my head, I think it had about seven attractions, and two of those were shows. We did um, Disney Junior. We took the babies yeah. into that. That was brilliant. The babies loved it. Yeah, the, the new Studio we were, show. Yeah, we were sitting on the second step up uh, in the top tier, and... The first thing, bubbles come down. The second thing, smoky bubbles come down. Bubbles full of smoke. It was like fucking wow. And one of the babies tried to grab one of the bubbles, but didn't realise she was a foot and a half off the ground. Landed on her face. It was a lady. <laughs> that is revenge for being a nightmare. Poor, poor thing. Um, but, I mean, yes. I mean, that park was... I mean, that opening year... An absolute half-day park. It was it was shocking, um, but it, it's going to get there with with Frozen, and hopefully, as we discussed earlier, with with Star Wars, which we're still hoping will eventually open up. Um, you know that will be a decent park, but yeah, I mean at the moment it is very much the ugly stepchild of uh, Disney parks. Uh, as as a as a complete thing, as you say, some of the attractions in there are spot on. Um, it's it's a it's an odd park, um, but no, I'm really really glad you enjoyed it. Um, P Dubs, anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, just to, to note that the uh, the 30th anniversary starts in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit early, but <laughs> always do. Yeah, always do yeah. slightly slightly early. Yeah, but other than that, no, I've got nothing else. Yeah, I think we'll we'll talk about that on the next episode, which when's it gonna come out, P dubs? June? July? I don't know. At some point. 
<laughs> no, we'll Avengers we'll Campus get... might be open by the time we do another one. <laughs> I hope not. I'm not waiting that long. Uh, we will try and get back on schedule because, yeah, new year and uh, get behind on stuff. But we'll, we'll try and be better. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the 30th anniversary celebrations and what they're doing. We'll talk about the drone show um, that they'll be doing uh, as well in more detail on the next episode. So, uh, Craig, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it was a thank pleasure. You for, thank you for the fact that I'm now going to have to record a disclaimer before the start of this episode because of your potty mouth. And P-Dubs, of course, uh, thank you for uh, starting the show. <laughs> we promise we won't leave it so long next time. Um, so we'll be back with another show, hopefully next month. And uh, until then, thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Au revoir. Au revoir. That production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Thank you for Not being a, a friend. Du, 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 du. I better hand a man, I'm back again. Oh, My Jesus heart is Christ. true. You're a friend and a confidant. And if I threw a party and invited everyone you knew, the world would say, thank you for being a friend. There you go. I, mean, I didn't I didn't actually say at any point that P Dubs is my friend. He is, but that's not what I was thanking him for. I was just thanking him for, for hosting the show that he hosts. That was all. In a, in a friendly way. In a, in a in a very friendly way.